What is my definition of discipleship? It isn't sitting around talking about the guru so much, and yet I have to say that in all these 50 years I've spent a great deal of my time meditating on Master, on what he did, on what he said, trying to understand uh, what he said and did more deeply. Uh, it's been sort of the focal point of my entire life. But at the same time, discipleship means, I think, something more. And in this, Master encouraged me because, you know, I remember back in 1950, Master told me, uh, your work is writing and lecturing. And I, I, I said, but sir, hasn't everything been written that needs to be written? And he looked a little shocked. He said, don't say that. He said, much more is needed. And in fact, this is the role of a disciple, not to be a parent, not to be a, a record player, just repeating the words of the guru without understanding what those words are, but trying to go deep into them, trying to understand them more deeply, and then also trying to uh, enlarge on that understanding, trying to show how uh, what he did is relevant. And this is, to me, the amazing thing. In a way, I really am just a parent. Not, not an unthinking parent, I hope, but somebody who I'm not trying to create. I haven't created anything new. Everything I've done has been a spin-off, so to speak, from what Master gave us. And the more deeply I've gone into his work, the more I've just been amazed at how extensive his mission is. It's potential far more than any other teacher, and although I have not meditated on their teachings to the extent that I have on his, obviously, nonetheless, I, I've had to refer what he said to what they said to see if I've understood well, living in a vacuum, thinking in a vacuum. Um, you don't get as clear a picture as if you see that, have I understood, is it, is it something because he'd never contradict what other great masters have said. And therefore, if they all agree, you can be more confident that you've understood that if it looks as if one is saying one thing and the other is saying something quite different. So I've been aware of what other people have taught, but I have not encountered ever, anywhere, even in history, any teacher or teaching that is so broad in its scope in its potential for changing an entire era. Most of them talk about the individual, about going into your own self. This, of course, is what the path is really all about. But he gave me another mission. I haven't been able, and in fact, I, I remember uh, Brother Bhaktananda used to be quite uh, envious of my creativity. The funny thing is that I was envious of his lack of creativity. I was envious of his being able to be a humble devotee who just thought of God and loved God and didn't think in terms of uh, broad vistas of meaning, which I was cursed with by my own nature in a way. I could not be otherwise when some of the people in SRF, SRF used to speak of this as being 
ego, uh, I don't know. All I can say is I had no choice. My interest lay that way, my absorption lay that way. I could only go, and it would have taken a great deal more effort on the part of this ego to suppress that than to flow with it. But the, the thing that has come out of it has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with my abilities or my talents. Rather, even in those, quote, uh, so-called abilities and talents, I found that by tuning into him, suddenly I uh, was able to do things that I could never do, often in music, for example, because I haven't had training as a composer. Yes, I studied piano for years. I, uh, I don't know how good I was. I don't think I was particularly good, but I wasn't particularly bad. So let's say sort of a super mediocre. And uh, uh, when I was writing music, uh, afterwards I would think, how on earth did I do that? I don't understand. I don't know where those chords came from. I don't know chords. I don't know what the names of the chords I write are. I don't know anything about chord progression. But when I tune in to him, and when I say, well, it's got to be so, therefore it is, suddenly I do know. And it's not at all that I'm just beating around in the dark. I know exactly what I'm doing. The greatest musical expert in the world could challenge me, and I'd stand up for what I've done, because I know it's right. After it's over, I don't know how the heck I ever knew. And the same is true, I think, for just about everything. I give a talk, and I have no idea what I said afterwards, because I just sort of give it back to God. But it's not my talent, you see. It's something that uh, I have put myself in tune with Master, and not only ask his spirit to do it, but also been absolutely fascinated by the extraordinary scope of that spirit, by the extraordinary scope of his glimpse, his understanding of the needs of this particular age. Now, what he taught today wouldn't have been true 200 years ago, wouldn't have been true in the time of Shankaracharya. It was right for now. And it was absolutely right. That's why I say he is the avatar for Dwapara Yuga, at least for this beginning part of Dwapara Yuga. And we all enter into that.